The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Nerds, discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a streaming freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself, Mike. How's it going? Okay. Been a tiring week. I understand that. And it's not like we hadn't seen each other previously, but... Indeed. <laughs> oh, I think Wookie Radio, we had a pretty good interview with... Uh, a pretty good time with Drew from Imperial Tech Shop. Sure. I, I, I love getting some of these Star Wars creators who have like Etsy stores or um, a guy I'm looking on bringing on to the show um, who his, his name's Bob and he has a, his thing online is called uh, the cardboard galaxy. Oh yeah. And he makes all the different cardboard diorama backgrounds. Yeah. He does some cool ones. And uh, looking at bringing him on the sh- on Wookiee radio. Now talk about the business, how he got started. Now maybe discuss his process. Um, etc. So I think that'd be cool. But uh, I'm gonna start off with good news before the bad. Okay. Congratulations to Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons who got married. Oh yeah, I just saw that. Uh, they met while on the set of Fargo in 2015, and then began dating in 2016. Uh, they've been engaged since 2017. Have two children together. Uh, Ennis who was born in 2018 and James Robert, who was born in 2021. Um, doesn't say when they got married. It's just uh rep for Dunce confirmed that they got married. No other details will be given. Cool. I mean, they've been, I mean, they've been engaged for a while. The wedding was originally supposed to be, uh, um, I guess during 2020, but things were put on hold because of the pandemic and then put on hold again because of the birth of James Robert. So, um, so yeah, congrats to them, but sad news. James Conn passed away Mm -hmm. Uh, from the Godfather, from, uh, on my favorite shows on TV, Vegas or Las Vegas. I never saw that. Loved that show. Uh, I want to say it was on NBC. It was about them running him being like the main, uh, 
security man for for some, uh, for the Montecito Casino and Hotel. Mm. Um, but of course, he's you know, done a lot of other stuff. His son uh, was in uh, Hawaii Five O, uh, the latest rendition of Hawaii Five O, um, Enemy of the State. You know, up, you know, great actor on his own. I'm not saying up and comer. He's been around for a while and he's a great actor on his own. Uh, definitely comes from great acting family with his father, you know, leading and showing him the way. But you know, condolences to the Khan family. Um, yeah, that was a uh, that was pretty surprising. Tony Sirico from best known as playing Peter Paul Polly Walnuts Gula Terry in The Sopranos passed away. I saw that too. I never actually, I've never actually watched The Sopranos, but uh, I I was not into The Sopranos. I I really not got get into it either. Um, but he passed away on July eighth as well, uh, in an assisted living home in Fort Lauderdale. Mm. So, uh, 79 years old. Uh, Star Trek and 24 actor Gregory Itzen passes away at 74. I do not see that one. Uh, he was in, he made appearances in Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise, along with other hits like Friends and Boston Legal. I believe played the president in one season of 24, maybe more. Uh, oh, yeah, I know who he is. I'm looking at at him now. So yeah, I liked him. Yeah, um, in his starring role in 24 as Charles Logan, it saw him work his way up from vice president of the United States to president after the force. Uh, former President John Keeler, played by Jeff Pearson, was injured in a terrorist attack. The majority of his work came on small screen, though he was also an accomplished stage performer. And then finally, Colonel Egon from F Troop, Larry Storch, passes away. Uh-huh. Um, I think he said he only did something like 12 films, but f- uh, uh, over 50 TV appearances, but he couldn't get away from F Troop. Hmm. So, yeah, that, that's sad to hear. Yes. So, um, the only TV streaming movie news I've got, actually, I have more information about Larry Storch before I get into this other, uh, Larry Storch, uh, he had roles in Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, the Brady Kids, Batman, Superman Hour, where he played the Joker. I forgot about that. (laughs) Interesting. Forgot about his Joker. Um, F Troop, uh, where it star, it was a Western comedy that starred Ken Berry as Captain Wilton Perim. Permitter, Forrest Tucker as Sergeant Morgan O'Rourke, and Storch as the shorter accomplice, Corporal Randolph Argan. Uh, Storch also played Argan's various cousins on F Troop, such as the Canadian Lucky Pierre, uh, the Russian Dmitry Arganov, and the Mexican Pancho Arganado, as well as his sister Carmen. Wow. Only to Storch. Um, if you haven't watched F Troop, folks, you need to go watch it. First season was black and white. Second season was in color, I believe. It only ran two seasons on ABC. Um, I was supposed to be the sergeant, Storch said in a 2007 interview. Uh, but when they saw Forrest Tucker dressed in a cavalry suit, he looked like a polar bear. They said, that's going to be it. Forrest Tucker said, wait a minute, I'm going to need a corporal around here. And I think he and I would have good chemistry. Yes. Yes, they did. Because they also partnered together for... Uh, the Ghostbusters by Filmation, the live action show with Tracy the Gorilla, which aired, I believe, on Sunday mornings. How do I know this? Because I used to watch that show. I used to watch all the Sunday morning Filmation and uh, Sid and Marty Croft live action shows like the Boogaloos, Lidsville, sure. Electra Woman, Dinah Girl. Sure. Uh, oh, there were so many others. Um, HR Puff and stuff. Of course. Um, 
Land of the Lost, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Oh, Land of the Lost was great. Yeah, it's that, I was trying to think of that one. I'm like, drawing a complete blank. Uh, there was another one, something with the shrinking machine. Mm-hmm. I got to look up. I actually watched Sid and Marty Cry, or the uh, Banana Split movie. Ah, the, Banana Splits. Where it was turned oh, into yeah, the, the horror, horror movie. film. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I couldn't tell you what it was about. I don't remember. Uh, uh, <laughs> How sad is that? Um, Mutton stuff. I don't remember. Oh, that was 2015. They brought back Sigmund in the same way. No. There's DC Follies, which I don't kind of remember, but it was not a Saturday morning thing. There's Pryor's Place, which was a, it was a TV, children's TV series. I vaguely remember it. Uh, there was the Croft Super Hour, Superstar Hour that featured, aka the Bay City Roller Show, which had Horror Hotel on Lost Island. The Croft Super Show. Here we go. Had Doctor Shrinker. That's the one I'm thinking of. It's Doctor Shrinker. Doctor Shrinker. Huh. Yeah, essentially, is what led to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm. Uh, Electro Woman and Dino Girl. Um, I remember that. Captain Cool and the Kongs. Wonderbug. Oh, I loved Wonderbug. I don't remember that one. That's the beach buggy that becomes the, uh, transforms into a superhero car. It was live action. I never saw it. Uh, Bigfoot and Wild Boy, uh, and uh, Magic Mongo, which I don't remember. <laughs> uh, The Lost Saucer that starred Ruth Buzzy and Jim Nazers. Jim Neighbors as hapless aliens who take a boy and his babysitter with them on their flying saucer. Mm, don't remember that one either. Uh, Far Out Space Nuts. Sounds familiar. Uh, Far Out Space Nuts was Bob Denver, Chuck McCain, and Pat Maloney. Cast uh, Bob Denver, a junior, as junior, a gray-haired and seemingly dim-witted but uniquely clever NASA maintenance worker. Hmm. Chuck McCann as Barney, his plump and grumpy co-worker, and Pat Maloney played Honk. (laughs) Patty Maloney. Patty Maloney. Played Honk, their furry little alien friend who made honky noises out of the horn on the top of her head instead of speaking. That sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, of course, Land of the Lost, Sigma and the Sea Monsters, Lizville, mm-hmm. Bugaloos, HR Puff and stuff, and uh, the Banana Splits. So Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Now it makes me want to look up the uh, filmation stuff. <laughs> uh, their live action shows was Ghostbusters, Larry Sort. Larry Storch from Forrest Tucker. Then um, they did a filmation made six fully live action series, including Space Academy, a spinoff Jason of Star Command, Arc 2. Really? I forgot about Arc 2. Well, no, I did not. I loved Arc 2. I did not realize that was a uh, filmation show. Shazam, based on the DC Comics character Captain Marvel, The right. Ghostbusters, and The Secrets of Isis, which as a kid, I really loved The Secrets of Isis. I recall that one. And when Mego made the Isis doll because of the show, I had to, I had that too because I thought that was part of the DC Supergirl family because they ran it back to back you know, for a while. They ran it back to back with uh, Shazam. Mm. So, um, so yeah, that was Larry Sorch. Um, but HBO. How <laughs> we got um, on that? Because I was going back and talking about Larry Storch's career. Right. It was like ninety nine years old. That's a pretty good long life. Yeah, very long life. Um, and I had one about HBO. HBO canceled the series. Uh, on more information, hey, I can find it. HBO. There we go. HBO cancels new series right after season two finale. Just like that. What series? The, the series, Gentleman Jack. Oh, uh, yeah. I know I nothing about it. I didn't. I didn't love it. Apparently, I didn't it went. It, but eh. apparently, it went two seasons. Yeah, it did. 
which just ended uh, season two. Yeah. Uh, apparently, due to the pandemic, it didn't arrive until earlier this year, three years after first season was released. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Interest clearly oh, waned for the, uh, interest clearly waned for the series over that span, but it didn't deliver big numbers upon mm-hmm. its return. So I don't know how much interest there was to begin with. Like I said, it was okay, but I just I don't know. I wasn't loving it. Uh, apparently, it's a period drama from Sally Wainwright based on the diaries of Anne Lister or Annie Lister. Mm-hmm. Don't know about yeah. either of that. So, um, so yeah, with some shows moving around to new network or streaming homes after cancellation, it doesn't appear anything is in the works for Gentleman Jack. So. I'm guessing, and it's just a guess, but I'm guessing there won't be a large outcry about it. Probably not. I don't think it was ever that popular. Probably not. So all those following stories uh, came courtesy of uh, comicbook.com. Now, the rest of these are coming from uh, the Pop Insider, our friends over at the Pop Insider, which uh, I am doing their virtual sweet, sweet show next week, which is the mini toy right. convention that they do. And apparently they are doing an in-person one on the, the day before. Hmm. So it's cool that they're still doing the virtual, um, but I'm glad to hear they, they've brought back the, the in-person. One day. I can't do Toy Fair. One day I'm going to do Sweet Sweet. Take Zoe with me. Sweet. Since it's during the summer. I think it'd be fun to do. So, um, to start, build and battle your own Mega Snake Mountain. Ooh. From the catacombs deep under Eternia, an epic new Masters of the Universe collectible is rising. Mattel Creations is launching Mega Motu Snake Mountain on July 8th. This... Hmm. 3,802-piece building set recreates Antonia's most infamous arch-enemy hideout, where Skeletor and his henchmen lurk as they plan to conquer the universe. Uh, The Snake Mountain is equipped with many threats any intruder can encounter, including a feisty orange-eyed demon head, a lava pit, prison shackles, and the notorious Bone Throne. Set also designed with several Easter eggs for fans as they build and play with the set. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures now. Uh, it looks like it's Mattel's version of Lego, slightly different. Yeah, it's the it's Mega Blocks. Is it Mega Blocks? Yeah. Oh, it's a smaller scale, which kind of is uh, compatible, right? Yes. <laughs> not a, Legos, not yeah. a perfect fit, but compatible. Yes. Uh, the set includes six detailed imposable figures of He-Man, Man-Ram, Dragon Blaster, Skeletor, Webster, Trapjaw, Man-Ram. and... Ram-Man? They say Man-Ram. It's Ram-Man. Who wrote That's that? Camila. She's an editorial intern, so... We can give her some slack. Give her some slack. Sure. Sure. One typo? Yeah. Sure. Uh, sure. The figures can be used to recreate an epic battle in and out of the mountain and even with interchangeable weapons they can hold. Collectors can also keep the figures poised in action by positioning them on included display stands throughout the set. This set, this epic fortress is $321 and is available now yeah. at Creations. Mattel.com. Very expensive. The snake. Uh, the snake's impressive. Expensive, but three hundred thirty-eight oh two piece count. Three thousand eight hundred two mm-hmm. pieces. Three twenty-one. That comes in a little cheaper than what the same set would be from Lego. Oh, they're definitely cheaper than Lego. Um, I have some of these Masters of the Universe. Uh, some of the figures and, and a couple of sets, and they're pretty cool. Are they? They're fun. I like them. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
Well, Marvel's going to celebrate 60 beyond amazing years of Spider-Man with merch, events, and more. Uh, as we know, Spider-Man made his comic debut 60 years ago. Uh, since then, superhero fans have fallen in love with the with the webhead. One of my favorites. To, to pay homage to six decades, Marvel has launched the Spider-Man Beyond Amazing campaign. From now through December, fans can add new Spidey merch to their collections, visit pop-up experiences, attend fan events, explore an immersive exhibition at the Comic-Con Museum in San Diego, and more. And more. But wait, there's more. Uh, to kick off the celebration, Marvel has partnered with global lifestyle brand Keith, K-I-T-H, or Kith, for a new apparel and accessories collection. Huh. Designs feature the archive, uh, archival artwork from Spider-Man comics to show the evolution of the iconic character. Uh, the collection includes uh, 400 GSM cotton fleece hoodies and Tarzia knit sweaters and vintage t-shirts and long and short sleeve options. The 16-piece kids collection features similar designs on sweaters, t-shirts, hoodies, and lounge sets. Uh, you can get your hands on this by going to uh, Keith's, Keith's website, uh, kith.com, beginning July 15th. Uh, the collection offers a variety of memorabilia, too, including figures, illustrations, comic books, and more. Fans who purchase any of the items will receive a copy of the limited edition Marvel X Kith Spider-Man comic book. This comic showcases an original story featuring Spider-Man as he stops Dr. Octopus from wrecking havoc on New York City with his robot army. The comic also features cameos from other characters, including Iron Man and Kith founder Ronnie Ronnie Feig. The comic will be released on Ju- July 11th, and then we'll have a second release coinciding with the launch of the entire collection on July 15th. Hmm. Uh, Kith is also doing a three-day pop-up experience in Queens that will run from the 15th through the 17th. So you can go and uh, check out the pop-up store and get stuff there. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it sounds kind of cool. Uh, a variety of other Beyond Amazing merch will launch throughout the year from licensees, including Lego, Funko, Jazzwares, BioWorld, Hasbro, and Adidas. You can follow at Spider-Man on Twitter for the latest updates on all things Spidey. Nice. So, so yeah. Um, and speaking of licensing, our favorite fandoms are fueling big licensing business. Uh, we when we've had uh, the gang on from Pop Insider, we've talked about licensing with them. Yes, I even did an entire episode of uh, New England Society, my New England Society of Geeks podcast with Madeline about it. Well, if you're into Marvel, Star Wars, or anything related to the wonderful world of Disney, you have contributed to the estimated $56.2 billion in licensing business for the Walt Disney Company. Yes. How insane is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, the company delivered its top uh, global licensors report 2022 in the latest issue of License Global uh, to provide insight for more than 88 top licensors that took part in a recent survey. If you're digging the latest Hot Wheels streetwear or Barbie fashion, you have contributed to Mattel's estimated $7.4 billion take. Were you rocking some Puma's ex-Batman going this spring? If so, you drop some coin into the 15 billion Warner Media Warner Brothers consumer products profit uh, take. It's insane. That's the world we live in. So here's the top 10 global licensors of 
2022. Walt Disney Company, 56.2 billion as estimated. Dot Dash Meredith, 35.9 billion. I don't even know who they deal with. What is that? That's what I'm checking right now. They are digital and print publisher. So their brands are, see, entertainment, people, people in Spanish, Entertainment Weekly, uh, Tech and Sustainability, Livewire, Tree Hugger, Premium Publishing, um, Rachel Ray and Season, Cooking Light, Coastal Living, Traditional Home, Do It Yourself, Country Home, Sweet July, (laughs) uh, Food and Drink. All recipes, serious eats, simply recipes, the spruce eats, eating well, food and wine, liquor.com, uh, with home, better homes and gardens, living, magnolia, Arthur Stewart's living, magnolia, the spruce, real simple, Midwest living, Drew and Jonathan reveal, my domain, American patchwork and quilting, Southern living, successful farming, wood. So yeah, they're a publishing company. Hmm. So figure with all the different magazines and everything they do and everything that's License to go with it. That's the same. But they're number two. Yeah. Authentic <laughs> Brands Group. Uh, before I give you what they come in number three, and they are uh, their brand portfolio uh, spans media, entertainment, Luxie, L U X E, fashion, street, wellness, home, active, and outdoor lifestyle sectors. So above the rim, uh, Aeropostal, Airwalk, Arrow, uh, Eddie Bauer, Forever 21, Fredericks of Hollywood, uh, Greg Newman, Izod, uh, Juicy Couture, Muhammad Ali, Julia Serving, Nine West, Prince, Reebok, Sports Illustrated. So they handle all these licenses. Spider, Tap Out, Van Heusen, Volcom, Vision Streetwear. Crazy. Yeah. They come in at $21.7 billion. So we got Disney first, which has everything. <laughs> you know, collectibles and everything. To two companies that handle... Uh, more store and, and print stuff to Warner Brother or Warner Media Warner Brothers Consumer Products at fifteen billion, the Pokemon Company International at eight point five billion, Hasbro eight point four billion, NBC wow. Universal Universal Brand Development eight point three billion, Mattel seven point four billion estimated, Blue Star Alliance find out who what they do their brand management company and their brands are. Harley, Justice, BB, Brookstone, Kenzie, Limited to Tahari, Tahari ASL, uh, Kenzie Girl, uh, a couple others. I don't even know what half that stuff is. I know Justice and Limited to because of Zoe. Uh, Harley, I know mm-hmm. a little bit because of uh, like sports stuff. Ah. Uh, actually, yeah, a lot of surfing, but I, I, I see their stuff around here because you know we have the, the surfing stuff over here on the east, you know, east coast of Florida, west coast of Florida as well. Um, and then Paramount Global, Paramount Consumer Products and Experiences, $6 billion. That wraps up the top 10. That's insane. Yeah. And of course, that was written by James Zahn, the rock father. We're over on Mighty Marvel right. Geeks, Egypt rock father. Um, did you hear about this? Uh, Playmates Toys revealed its new TMNT crossover collection. Mm-hmm. Which is Turtles meets Stranger Things. Yes. And it's, I 
I love how they do the packaging where you have like yeah. Turtles World and then Stranger Things is uh, upside there. They're it's packaged upside, down, upside yeah. down. So you flip it. So it doesn't matter which way the packaging goes. Right. Um, so you, you could be either be in the upside down world or in the turtle world or whatever. Uh, so right now it starts off with uh, Raphael and Hopper and Eleven and Leonardo. I still want to get the uh, those Turtle Street Fighter ones. Those are cool. Yeah, those are awesome. You know, we need to get the gang from uh, Playmates back on. So I want to talk about their Star Trek stuff, too. Oh, yeah. See if I can reach out to them and get them back on the show. Their Star Trek, their Star Trek stuff looks great. Oh, speaking of Star Trek, uh, Noble Collection. They sent me a thing. Uh, apparently, July 20th is International Chess Day. No kidding. And they have, um, and rumor has it, chess, uh, the musical may be coming back. Someone's trying to relaunch it, remount it. There's a musical? There was a musical back in the 80s called Chess. That's where the, that's where the song uh, One Night in Bangkok came from, if you remember that song. But uh, I heard it. Oh, I'm sure you have. Go on YouTube. You don't have to sing it to me. It's okay. Go, go on YouTube and, and search um, One Night in Bangkok. It'll pop up. Uh, the big chess that I want to promote from the stuff that they that they make is the uh, the three the tri dimensional chess set from Star Trek. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, more than fifty years later, in Star Trek, and the Star Trek Enterprise continues its fierce hold on pop culture. Uh, the Noble Collection has launched an intricately detailed three dimensional chess set, daring its fans to boldly go where no man has gone before. As an official license of movie merchandise, the Noble Collection specializes in fine craft treasures from some of the most noble franchises. And this chess set's another example of the meticulous craftsmanship. Product features three main playing boards and four movable attack boards. Measures 13 inches tall of translucent acrylic boards, 32 diecast pieces. It sells for $145. You can buy it directly from Not bad. Uh, the Noble Collection. Other chess sets that they have out there. Uh, and of course, you know, chess is starting to uh, come back into the limelight again because of the Queen's Gambit. Yes, which is really good. I need to watch that. Um, other chess sets that they highlight um, in the press release they sent me. Uh, the Jurassic Park chess set, which I have. It's a cool chess set with the dinosaurs as your chess pieces. It's so cool. It's really so cool. Um, and uh, the Quidditch chess set. Um, there's also I have a, not played chess in years. And Zoe started to learn, or we started. I started to teach her. I need to get her back into it. She has from um, she has from Noble Collection that she got for her birthday one year. The Wizard chess set. Hmm. Uh, there's a Minions Medieval Mayhem chess set. <laughs> of course, there is. Uh, and then others from there's a Batman chess set. Seven hundred ninety five dollars. Wow. The final challenge chess set. Uh, the Minions Mayhem, a Lord of the Rings chess set, a Batman chess set, Dark Knight versus Joker, and Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle Earth chess set. Mm. So all that for International Chess Day. Cool. Um, and to continue on, the Lego Group announced, in addition to its Super Mario Adult product line, the Mighty Bowser Building Kit is going to be the biggest. Bowser set yet 2,807 pieces. The Mighty Bowser kit and its detailed recreation of King of the Koopas and includes features like Bowser's powerful skills such as a button to control his head and neck movements and the ability to launch a fireball. Mm -hmm. Okay. Of course. So this is this is kind of cool. So it's going to be on sale October first for two sixty nine. Hmm. So that's not bad. 
Lego's coming in. You're getting more more bang for your buck a, a little bit now with Lego's pricing. They're coming down in price a little bit. Mm, yeah, twenty eight hundred pieces for uh, what I say two seventy two sixty nine. Yeah, about that. Yeah, so. Um, just gotta say, how insane has this been? Uh, we talked about it last week. The G.I. Joe hiss. Oh, six inch. It's killing me. I really want it. Um, yeah, it made its, it made its, uh, goal in 12 hours. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. It is now. <laughs> this is going to be insane. Um, ends in 38 days at the time of recording. Target is 8,000 backers. Is that, as we're talking about this, I'm almost afraid to do a refresh. It's <laughs> at 15,598. Wow. So they have opened up the following Sinos uh, the classified upgrade one unlock, the two removable side mounted missile racks. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Upgrade two has been unlocked. Retro his canopy and retro armor plated tread skirts. Nice. Which I think I looking at the canopy that comes on it and the tread skirts, I'd almost rather have the retro retro stuff. I yeah, mean that, kinda. I mean what they've done for the for this is is cool. They'll put in the the red border around the edges on the, the canopy mm. and the um like vented look on the tread skirt, but yeah, the retro stuff's better. Mm. I, I I I like that better. Uh upgrade number three has been unlocked. Weapons accessory pack and his gunner action figure. Yeah. So now you're getting two figures mm-hmm. and weapons pack. Uh, early bird offering the Cobra his technician tactician has been made. And there is a uh, challenge to pick the design of what the tactician will look like. Oh, yeah. And there's some great color combos here. Uh, all black with red. Mm hmm. Uh, a black and red combo instead of the red instead of the all red. Uh, all black with a white logo. Um, is that like a per like a purplish color with the black? I think so. Yeah. Um, a black with some silver or gray, and I think the one the of the two that I like, I like this blue with the black with the gray plate because mm. it it keeps with the the Cobra Troopers. But I also like the the all black with the red logo. Yeah, that one. That one's pretty cool. Yeah. Because the, the original Hiss driver wore uh, red and... was red and black with a, with a blue chest plate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I like the all black with the uh, black chest plate, red logo. Mm. I mean, the, the black and red with the red helmet, some black ac- or red accents. I mean, it looks good, but I like the all black with the red logo with the slight bit of red on the, on the right wrist. And I like the all, I like the, all, the, the blue and black with the silver chest piece. Yeah. I just like the way that one looks. Um, so that is, it took 14,000 backers to unlock classified upgrade three. 16 backers will unlock four. And I think what has been announced is what that could be is a six inch O ring Cobra Commander. That's interesting. That has pictures of that has uh, appeared on Instagram on the uh, one of the designers, uh, G.I. Joe designers uh, Instagram page. Mm. So that's interesting. I just wish I had the money for this. I just wish I had the place to put this. This is so cool. I know I had a couple sets. I had a couple of these. I had one that was G.I. Joe based or no one that was done with the original Cobra stickers. And a friend of mine had a G.I. Joe kit that he never put the stickers on. And I put 
those stickers on a, on another hiss. So it was like the Joes had uh, confiscated a hiss and made it their own. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? Sure. So I had a Joe and Cobra version because that's what you do. And then finally, for me, what I've got for us for news, E3 is coming back and Repop's going to be at the helm. Uh, Repop's known for doing New York Comic Con, PAX, Star Wars Celebration, and a bunch more. Um, see what other shows they do. Repop, their events. Repop Metaverse, um, New York Comic Con, X, MCN Comic Con Metaverse, Star Wars Celebration, PAX, C2E2, uh, Emerald City Comic Con, Florida Supercon, which is happening right now in South Florida, Minecraft Festival, uh, New York Comic Con, PAX, all the different PAX events, be it Australia, Dev, um, which is for the developer community, East, South. Uh, East is up there in your neck of the woods. Yep. One of these days, I got to get to it. Uh, one of these days, let me know so I can get your press passes. Or try to get Definitely. your press passes. Uh, PAX South, PAX Unplugged, PAX West, uh, Star Trek Mission Chicago, hmm. and Star Wars Celebration. What is Mission Chicago? I don't know. Is it Star Trek Mission Chicago? Okay. Uh, the next one is going to be next year in Seattle. So it's uh, Star, Star Trek Mission is the name of the convention, I guess. And this year was Chicago. Next year will be Seattle. Interesting. So it's their version of uh, of uh, celebration, right? So with a very different name. Yeah, uh, it sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, it kind of does. I I have been wanting to go to. I thought there was a big Star Trek convention in uh, in Vegas every year, but apparently this is the new. This is the actual thing because this is put on by uh, Viacom and Repop, so it's got to be the official show. But I'm also hearing too. Star Wars Celebration uh, is um, not going to be under Repop's control much more. That uh, really? next year in London may be the last one. Hmm. Interesting. So, Minecraft Festival is this? I've heard about it. It says it's here in Orlando. I can't get to open. Did I tell you I'm taking Zoe to LeakyCon, the Harry Potter convention? What is that? It's a Harry Potter convention. Oh. I will be taking Zoe to LeakyCon this year. Oh, boy. Yeah. When is that? Uh, end of this month. So we'll be talking about it on the show. I'll probably have some stuff to, to drop in from uh, interviews that Zoe has done for the show. <laughs> but uh, getting back to this, Repop's going to be bringing back E3. So E3 23 will be the first show uh, Repop does for E3. <laughs> so interesting. Indeed. So I'm going to say, you got anything? Um... Let me take a quick look here. Check the rack sheets, a, aka Facebook. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm hoping to bring some more guests onto uh, Wookie Radio as well that I have friended on Facebook. Uh, I gotta say too, uh, I gotta say oh, congrats yeah? to a to a work buddy, um, uh, Miles Liston. I know he doesn't listen to my shows, but I'm gonna tell him I plugged him anyway. Uh, he and his fiance Lauren just got married today as we're recording. Uh, I work with him at Epcot. Uh, congrats to him for getting getting married. So I will be texting him later, going, "Hey, I gave you a congratulations on the sh- on my show." So, mm-hmm. so congrats there. You have a long blessed marriage. So, um, I don't see anything else really. Okay, I mean we covered quite a bit. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm quite pleased with that. And in August, I'm gonna be doing my uh, 
the company is doing for cast members. Um, well, they've been doing it since beginning of June. Um, a, a night at the park for cast members, whereas uh, um, just the only people in the park after a certain time at night is nothing but cast members. Now, cast members working it, and the guests are cast members. And uh, oh, right, yeah, you mentioned that my night's going uh, you to mention that on Wiki. On Wiki. Yeah, my night's going to be um, August eighth. We're going to studios. That's really cool. So and see Galaxy's Edge lit up at night. So I I say when you're down here and y'all go to studios, stay to see it lit up at night. I would like to. And if you haven't gotten them already, try and get reservations for Ogus Cantina. Oh, I didn't know you needed reservations. You need reservations. That's good to know. Um, right. Since you guys are already booked, I will send you over the weekend um, a friend's email. She does travel agency. She may, or she does travel. She's a travel agent with with people who help hmm. with Disney trips. See if she can help you guys get reservations for Ogus. Cool. She awesome. has access. Uh, easier access to it than we do hmm. because of that. And you guys have to do Ogus. Y'all gotta do, y'all yeah, gotta do the one too. You gotta do the Ogus no matter what. So at some point, we're gonna have to figure out how to get together one night. I know. But y'all are coming in like Monday through Friday, though, right? Monday through Saturday? We, yeah. Well, no, we come in, we'll be, our flight comes in Sunday nights. I don't remember what time. And then we leave Friday morning. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to meet up unless you, the day you're at Epcot, you meet up wherever I'm at and just miss out meeting the rest of the family. Got it. We'll see. We'll Nancy, figure it out. Nancy just did not, Nancy did not know how to plan this, did she? <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't she understand? Oh, yeah, don't say that to her. She's, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, she just has a different set of priorities. <laughs> I'm just going to tell her, Nancy, how, how are y'all aren't here on a Sunday? How are we supposed to meet up and? And get the two families together. You didn't plan right. I know as soon as I say that to her, you're gonna hear you you're not gonna hear the end of it. Who the hell is this guy? Yep. <laughs> Even though she knows who I am, she's gonna go, Who the hell is this guy? What did he think? <laughs> so but uh yeah, I don't have anything else. Uh, me either. That's all I got. Uh, yeah. After looking at a lot of the stuff, I will say collectible wise, Hasbro. Uh, I am outside of the Black Series stuff that's coming out for the parts. I, I'm back to just collecting the vintage collection and and now the retro stuff. That's mm-hmm. all I have interest in. Like like I said before, I don't really collect the action figure as much anymore because it's just become too much of a pain. Well, even with the figures, it's it's limited to one I'm after. Yeah. The retro stuff I want yeah. because it goes back to our childhood. Right. Uh, like I, I, would, I was trying to find on eBay uh, a retro um, Tarkin that came from the Death Star game. Mm. Battle, Battle of the Death Star board game. And they recreated that. And they put Tarkin in that. Mm. Trying to find that Tarkin. Right. Uh, of course, the Mandalorian and Obi-Wan stuff that uh, I'm trying to find. Um in the retro, I have almost all of Wave 1. I need to get Wave 2, and I need to get the uh, Obi-Wan stuff when that comes out. They released a retro Stormtrooper in a Monopoly game. I'm like, all I got to do is just yeah. go out and buy another, buy a storm, buy a yellowed Stormtrooper from when I was a kid and go, yep, there it is. It's actually the retro one in the game is a, is a clean Stormtrooper. It's not dirty at all. I have a yellowed Stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, the uh, And then the vintage collection, uh, I'll get the figures that coincide with the figures from the parks that I have in the Black Series. I'll get the three and three quarter inch variants. Plus, I'm still going to do my shelf that's got, uh, that will be like Shipwreck, now Flint, when we get... Yeah. Uh, as we were talking before show, I will leave that as a tease now. Um, there's something involved with Flint that you guys have to, it's going to be a tease. Oh, no show next week, uh, everyone, because I got family coming into town that I haven't seen in a few years and uh, and do some catch up. Uh, this is a pre-planned hiatus for a week. Not a, We're not doing a show because we're sick. <laughs> we're not feeling good. Uh, this is, I got family in town. No COVID. Um, but uh, yeah, I will just say Flint and Flint's going to be added to my shelf. I want to do. It's just like I want to get to uh, now. Now well, I have a black series, but now I want to get to um, three and three quarter inch off world Jawas as a Molly. One for that and one that I want to incorporate right. for uh, a, a droid setup that I want to do. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I've got. Uh, I have to get Snoke from because uh, we had the body double. I have a Neem Numb. I have a retro Neem Numb. I have to find. I still it. have my original Neem Numb. Yeah, that's what I have. Is the re- the original? I have that, and I have. I, I want to see. I want to get the, the modern one, but the two side to side. Um, I gotta get the armor. Now that the armor is six is a uh, three and three quarter inch. Um, since we talked to Nicholas Hammond on Mighty Marvel Geeks, I have the uh, Hasbro Retro Spider-Man three and three quarter inch that I'm going to put. Uh, I got to find Shipwreck. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Super 7 Transformers, the Super 7 Reaction Transformers of uh, Neil Ross's character. Oh, yeah. Uh, I need to find a John Stewart and Samurai Jack for um, Phil Lamar. I know he also did the voice of uh, Plo Koon. But they don't. There's not. There's not a Plo Koon animated variant type figure to use. He probably has toys of a lot of his characters. I I would hope so. But the two the two big ones he's the, the two he's known the most for is Samurai Jack and John Stewart. Well, I think there's a few more that are pretty big for him. Um, see, let's see here. I'm going to his IMDb to see what other figures can we get. <laughs> I know there was a Samurai Jack figure i know there's a john stewart figure from when he did the shows uh oh hermes he was on futurama yeah i got Hermes. well i gotta get need to get fry and uh and the professor because i had uh back in the beginning i had um bill west on the show i would love mm-hmm. to bring him back oh, yeah. love to get him back on the show oh he was also on uh young justice phil lamar he played aquaman oh that's right <laughs> on teen titans go and DC Hero Girls, he was Flash, Green Lantern, and Hawkman. Yeah, he was the voice of the Pike boss and Clantonian boss in Book of Boba Fett. Uh, I want to say he was in costume for the Clantonian boss. Oh, maybe. I thought that's what he said, or what he had on Twitter. (laughs) He did Jar Jar Binks and Kit Fisto in the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga game. Oh, he's in Lower Decks, but they haven't made figures for that. Oh, he's, yeah, that's right. He's on Disenchantment. Have you ever watched Disenchantment? No, I have not oh. watched it yet. That one's good. I like that. But there's no figures for that yet. No. Uh, yeah, no. no. <laughs> uh, he's in Bad Batch, his own free talk. Oh, he played Spike Orr in Hero in Masters of the Universe Revelations. The Kevin Smith stuff, yeah. I don't think they have figures for that one, though. Yeah, they do. Do they? Mm. they have to I don't know if they have those two particular figures yet. 
but they do have figures. See, when, the show. when, when I get these figures, I'm going to group them, you know, like Phil Amar stuff grouped together, Neil Ross mm. grouped together, Ellen Dubin, she was Captain Phasma. I will find the, the Resistance Captain Phasma figure. I believe she's also done voiceover for Phasma and other things. So I will, I'll just get, um, I mean, he's an um, amazing voice talent. Oh, yeah. Done quite a bit with Disney, too. Uh, Rebels, who was a Stormtrooper, Gold 3, Bill Organa. Really? I could have sworn that was uh, Jimmy Smith's. <laughs> wow. Talking about voice doubling. Uh, Samurai Jack, definitely. Samurai Jack. Um, the Turtles with... Um, 2012, 2017, that was the years of, uh, that when the Rob Paulson was doing, um, Donatello. Yes. Mm. He did the voice of Stockman Fly, Baxter Stockman. Mm. And I know those figures were out. Um, Turbo Fast TV series. It was Man Bat and Batman Unlimited. Oh, wow. Uh, and I need to see about getting him over on, uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks because of all the Marvel stuff he's done. Man, I'm really slowly rolling back. Uh, Black Dynamite. <laughs> he was Jarvis and, and Simon Williams, Wonder Man in uh, the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Oh, yeah, wow. I need to get him over on, uh, I need to try and reach out and get him on uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks just to talk about the stuff he did on uh, for Marvel, his Marvel history. Okay, he was the voice of Kit Fisto. Was there? I have to go on to Rebel Scum and check see check the photo archive see if there was a Kit Fisto Clone Wars figure. It wasn't Plo Koon? He was Kit Fist, Kit Fisto. Okay, in video games. I swear, what did he do? Clone Wars. I thought he was Plo Koon. Am I just imagining things? I think so. It seems like it. Apparently so. <laughs> I I'm maybe three quarters of the way down this <laughs> list. Just amazing. He was Static in Static Shock. Are we still recording? <laughs> Yeah, we're still recording, believe it or not. Because I'm talking about what I'm going to put on this shelf. I, I, I've i got options for him. I may have to do my top three for him. It's just yeah. the way this is looking. Uh, Man, this is options. the way this is looking. But I've got options. This is insane. So now, stars. Please give me stars. Phil Lamar was Bell Organa. 20 episodes. He did 20 episodes. And it's going to be slow opening up these episodes. Because <laughs> he did a bunch of voices. He was Bell Organa. Kit Fisto, Own Frita. Okay, Own Frita is uh right, who's Own Frita? Is he the big ambassador? I'm not sure. Yeah, he's the big hot heavy set ambassador. Toilet ambassador. The one that gets killed uh bad batch. Mm. So Well on that note <laughs> You got any, any final thoughts as I'm done talking about my dream shelf. Uh-huh. Nope, I got nothing. Well, on that note, hopefully we didn't leave you asking really hard. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.